Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. I'm sure that there are many things that unite us as people. One of those, I think, is this idea of wanting to know God's will. And we, we want to know, but what we want to know is specific will. When we say to God, God, show me your will. Let me know. We sing the song, thank you, Lord, for loving me. And thank you, Lord, for blessing me. One of those verses says, please reveal your will for me. The idea of that verse is not to say that the Bible is not the Word of God. It is not saying that we need another message from God. What he's saying is, I have the message from God, but I want to know His specific will. Generally, we want to know what God wants us to do. And we're comfortable with the idea that says, well, God wants me to be a Christian. God wants me to live a Christian life, and He wants me to raise a family if I choose to, to follow Christ, and He wants me to die in a way that I can go and be with Him in eternity. But that's not what we mean when we say, Lord, I want to see Your will. I want to know Your will. Oftentimes it looks like this. I have this opportunity. I have a couple of job offers that I have been, that have been placed in front of me, and I don't know what to do. Lord, <clears throat> show me your will. Which job should I take? Maybe you have an opportunity to advance your career going through education or to move and find a place elsewhere. And you say, Lord, should I stay here and, and pursue my education? Or do you want me to leave and go somewhere else and do something different? Lord, show me your will. And when we talk about the will of God, those are the kinds of things that come to us. Those are the kinds of things that we want to know the answers to. Tonight I want us to be very specific, trying to figure out how can I know that this action or this decision or this opportunity is in the will of God? How will I know when I have found it? But for this morning, Let's talk generally about the concept of the will of God. Here's what I know that the Bible teaches about the will of God. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 20, Jesus, in giving that model prayer, included this phrase as a part of that prayer. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we could spend an entire lesson just figuring out what that means. The idea certainly says we would like for things to happen here 
as well as they happen there. We would like for people to, to let God take over here just like God is in charge there. But what we know for this lesson is this. Jesus said that we should pray concerning the will of God. And it should be a part of our thought process. I should be thinking about wanting to find, wanting to be a part of the will of God. Now, James comes along. And James looks at his readers and his audience and he says to them, Go now, you who say, we will go into such and such a city and tomorrow and buy and sell and get gain. Then he says, but you don't know what's going on tomorrow. But what you ought to say is this, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. James told his readers, when you are thinking about, in this illustration, going on a business trip, you should say, if the Lord wills, this is what I'm going to do. That's the kind of phraseology we hear when somebody says, I'm going to come to your house next week and visit, Lord willing. I love that phrase. I think it's a great idea to include that in our discussion, in our communication, to say and understand that everything I'm doing is in or desires to be in the will of God. But now, we have to make sure that we pray that we are seeking for God's will in the proper way. In 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 14, John writes there about this interesting fact. He says, if your brother sins a sin, if you see him sinning a sin, not leading to, or leading to death, you should not pray for that. I cannot pray and desire something that is in opposition to the will of God. It is not right for me to want something that God does not want. And therefore, John, as he wrote the idea, he said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. But if I ask something that's not according to his will, obviously he doesn't hear us. And I think the word hear there means respond positively. Because I think God knows every prayer that's offered. Here's the idea. I may not know what God's will is specifically in every situation, but there are some things I know that are not God's will. And I can never pray. 
I can never desire. I should never want those things to be when I know they are outside the will of God. So when I am asking God, show me your will about this job, about this school, about this situation, I better not do it if I already know that it is wrong. But then I found this interesting phrase or this passage in Hebrews chapter 13 that fits this concept of the will of God so well. May the God of peace who brought Jesus forth from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the everlasting blood, notice, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is pleasing in His sight. This verse seems to say to me, it is God who makes it possible for me to perform His will. It is God who makes it possible that I can participate in His will. The idea is that God stands ready to perfect me, to complete me, to help me be in the will of God so that I can be pleasing to Him. In other words, God is standing there saying, here I am. I want you to do my will. I want you to be pleasing to me, and I'm going to help you do it. What parent has not said that to their children? This is what I want you to be. I want you to be this kind of person. And not only do I want it to be that way, I want to help you. I want to help you understand. I want to help you learn. I want to help you grow. I want to be there for the entire process. And God says the same thing to us. Working out His will in our lives. Now here's a second thing that I think the Bible teaches us about the will of God. There is a three-point key to understanding and being in the will of God. Now, Jesse began the process Wednesday night. He and I were talking in my office about his devotional topic, and this is where this came from, because he sent me on a journey. And we together thought about this whole process of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 and the passage that was read for us. I've never deeply looked at it this way. Let me ask you to do so for a minute. Jesus said, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. I've always just thought of that passage as a passage saying the same thing in three ways. 
asked to get, seek to find, knocked open. He just said the same thing three times. Let me offer you another possibility. Let me offer you an alternate understanding. And maybe this is a way that God is telling us, if you want to know my will, if you want to be in my will, if you want to be a part of God's will, here is the key. Number one, you got to make the request. You have to make the request. And the request, like I've already said, cannot be outside of the will of God. It has to be a request that is consistent with what I know is the will of God. Jesus says, ask. God stands ready, as the Hebrew writer said. God stands ready to answer when we ask. And therefore, he says, Ask. When we're confronting things, when we have to make decisions, when we are in situations that require some thought, do we think to ask God? To ask Him to help us. It begins with a request. Now, if I want to compare this to this analogy, you are in a strange place, and you're going to a place in the strange place that you don't know, and you find someone who lives in that area, and you say, I'm trying to get to this place. Can you help me? You have asked for their help. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to say, will you help me please? It's not like there's a doubt that he will, because he certainly will. Then what does it say? Ask and it will be given to you. God gives, as the text says, God gives the right gifts all the time. James would say every good gift comes down from God. Everything that is good comes from God. Parents know how to give the right meal to a child. Certainly God does. If we ask, he will give. Now go back to the analogy. You ask this person, can you help me get to this place? And they say, I will give you what you need. Are you there yet? You're not, are you? The journey's not complete. You haven't gone to the place that you are going. You said, will you help me? I will give it to you. And this person has given you what you need in the same way. Ask and God will give. But I'm not sure that once I ask, God just gives immediately 
what I was asking about. I don't think that's the point. Because then Jesus says, seek. This word seek, you would recognize because it's the word we get our English word, Eureka! You discover something. You find something. You figure it out. Eureka! This word seek means I am going on a journey to find my answer. This person said, I'll give you the information. Now I have to get in my car and follow the path. I am seeking. What if I decide, I, I don't want to go this way. I know that's what they told me to do, but I would rather go this way, take my own way. Well, first of all, how much sense does that make? You already said you have no idea where you're going. How do you then know a better way? God says, seek. Well, how do we seek? We seek based on what he has given us. We seek using the information that God has given us. And when we seek, we will find. I found it. I seek. To find. I didn't stumble on it. I'm not really surprised. This person said, if you follow these directions, you will be there. And so I drive my car, and I've been seeking for the place, and I stop right there, and I'm there. But am I really there? What if I stay in my car? Well, if my intention is just to have a passing glance at whatever it was, then I guess I'm there. But what if I intend to partake of it? Jesus says, request, then respond by seeking. Third, retrieve by knocking. Now I get out of the car. And I go to this place that I wanted to be a part of. I'm going to go visit this place that I've always wanted to see. And so I walk up to it and I'm there. But am I really there yet? No. Not until I knock and the door opens. And I get to experience what I was longing to have. Knock, and it will be open to you. I think Jesus has given us this key to seeking the will of God. I have to request it. He's not going to force me to do his will. 
And when I request it, he will give me the information I need. Now, I need to respond with that information in a proper way, following what he has said. And then I can find it. But having found it, it's time now to participate in it. So I go and retrieve what it was I was asking God for in the first place. And when I knock on that door, he opens it to me. For a moment, think about what Jesus did. Luke 19.10 The Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. Jesus responded. He didn't have to ask. He already knew God's will. But he was seeking God's will. John 6 is an entire discussion about Jesus doing the will of God. And so he came here seeking you and seeking me, those of us who were lost. But he's not finished yet. Revelation 3 and 10 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone will open to me, I will come in to him. Jesus came seeking for us, and he is constantly knocking at the doors of our hearts, wanting us to let him come in more and more. He wants us to be in His will. He wants us to ask, to seek, and to knock. And experience, participate in the will of God in my life. Now, how do I know when I've found it? We'll talk about that tonight. But for right now, the knock at the heart could be the conscience. You know what's right. We know what needs to be done. And Jesus, knocking is reminding us through our conscience. It could be the pressure, if you will, of others who have talked to you. They know what you need to do. They know what is right. They want you to be right. And they have been asking you and talking to you, and that's Jesus knocking on your heart. Today, there is no doubt that every single person in this room wants to follow God's will. If you're not a child of God, 
Either you don't care about the will of God, you're not convinced of the will of God, or you're procrastinating. Today would be a great day to obey your Lord in baptism, to be right with Jesus. And if you need to seek Him for a fuller and greater life with Him, we are proud to be a part of that search. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.